Hey friends, welcome back to The Messy Table, an ordinary space for real women, imperfect stories, and the God who's at work in our mess. I am Jen Jewell, and I'm incredibly honored to host this faith-fueled conversation-style podcast, which releases a brand new episode every other Tuesday. We are partnered with the women of my church, Life Church, but also we just love locking arms with bravely surrendered women from all over the Capital C Church. And though our worlds might look vastly different, what a joy it is to worship the same powerful God. So I don't know about you, but while it feels like everything normal has flipped completely upside down during this coronavirus pandemic, I'm grateful for a place where I can still show up, even while social distancing, even without makeup, while likely holding a coffee mug that I've reheated 5 billion times, while feeling all the feels, as that seems to be a common thread these days. Guys, one of my favorite things about women is that we are pretty darn good about showing up for each other eager to share, eager to hear the good, the bad, and yes, even the messy. So today I have one of my favorite cheerleaders back here with me as my co-host, my great friend, LaTanya Pratt. And we are chatting with a mutual sweet friend of ours, the Mel Hill. But before we get to that, I want to let you know, we actually recorded this conversation in person at my house around the middle of March, just a few short days before everything went nuts. I'm pretty sure they were the last guests in my home before things quickly changed and we all went into lockdown. But y'all, as I re-listened to the story and the truth Mel brings to the table, I was amazed at just how timely and how these words were so good for my soul. You know, we see people in their current situation, like Mel. She's amazing. She's married to Brian, who's a pastor at Life Church. She's raised two incredible girls to adulthood, recently adding a son-in-law. She's a business owner, always super involved in ministry, and she's just one of those people who's a constant encouragement. You know, people like Mel, we see the highlight reel, but we don't always realize the backstory, the sweat, the tears, those gut-level moments of really stepping out in faith. In fact, I'd argue that we never fully understand what someone else has walked through, but we can start right here, right now. So grab some coffee, maybe even some leftover Easter candy, and join LaTanya and me for a chat with Mel. Well, Mel, welcome to the messy table. Thank you. We're doing it. We are. We're doing it. I'm here too. Yay. I'm so glad. I'm excited that the world will get to meet Melanie Hill. <laughs> Superwoman. We I already know, know they're it. ready, guys. I, she's beyond Superwoman. I think my fondest memory is I met Mel one time before I moved to Florida. And when I moved there, my husband and I had been separated for six months, not marriage separated. That's right. You need to get some context before we scandal. Um, my job kept me here before I could move there. And I won a trip. That's why I stayed so I could finish and hit a quota right. so I could win a trip to Cancun. I dropped my son off at Mel's house on a Friday. <laughs> They gave us a free calling card so we could call and check in. <laughs> and the whole week went by and I never checked in on my child. <laughs> That's right. And I was like, well, we're headed back to see Mel. So that just goes to show how trustworthy and how comfortable you feel That's when true. you meet like Mel. Like the minute you meet her. Yeah, she's, and he's my first and just child. for context, uh, he was in Florida for a job. Yes. You were still here for a job. <laughs> yes, we were not. We've known each other for two minutes. Two Mississippi. Seems like it. That's yeah. it. Uh, so, Melanie, what does the world need to know about you? Well, 
speaking of you calling me Melanie, <laughs> um, a lot of people don't anymore. Mm-hmm. And when you're raised on a ball field and a basketball court, you just kind of adopt the name Mel. So I do introduce myself as Melanie. However, please don't ever call me that after I've introduced myself. That's it's hysterical. always Mel. No one in my world today calls me Jennifer, even though, I mean, yeah. maybe sometimes my family and that's great. That's my name. I love it. But I know everybody just calls me Jen. That's so. exactly right. And I've only known you as Jen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I have been married. Let me start off with that because Brian is so great. I've been married to Brian. We'll celebrate 24 years coming up in May, yes. which is like, what? Dang. 24 years. And you were almost a 25. Exactly. We were really close. What did um, they call that? The I don't even know is what it they the call it. the diamond or the something anniversary? I don't know. Every year but is a diamond. if it is diamond girl, we'll have to, we'll have to talk to yes. Brian about that. Send in some text messages. Yes. Um, we also get to celebrate just having two pretty darn incredibly amazing children who are adults now, which is odd. Maylee <laughs> is 21, almost 22, just got married a year ago. To her incredible husband, Jacob, they both actually live an hour and a half away. Um, Jacob and Maylee actually work for Life Church in different areas. We also have Maddie, who's 18 years old. She, luckily, is still at home. Um, but she actually just started her career with Life Church as well. And her calling, she is living out her calling right now. She is so passionate about serving people. And so in that way, she's our associate hosting pastor at a location. Little and Life then, Church I family. Know, so crazy. And then my husband actually is a campus pastor at one of our locations, Broken Arrow, um, our town, our favorite community here in Oklahoma. And then I am now a business owner. Yeah, you are. She's a girl boss. I'm a girl boss, which is a kind of cool topic uh, to talk about. (laughs) It's called The Barn on a Hill. So it's actually a venue that I get to run out of our home and part of our property as well. So awesome. So weddings, events, all kinds of all good kinds stuff. of goodies. Yeah. Awesome. Women's events, moms and daughters events. Yeah. It's been I really fun. It. I want to stay here for just a second before we move on to the messy. You have raised, like you said, two truly amazing women. So shout out to Maylee and Maddie. Can you please give us all the parenting tips that you possibly could in the next couple minutes? Because <laughs> I really want all your wisdom to rub off on us. I right appreciate now. that. <laughs> <laughs> wisdom. Okay. So during the raising, I don't see it as wisdom because you're just learning. That's surviving. Right. You're listening to everyone else's wisdom. And so true. Maylee, Maddie. Yeah, they're awesome. So Brian and I definitely, we grew up, I feel like together learning how to parent and all those things. But through it all, as we try to figure out the whole marriage thing first, and then parenting, we definitely had to walk through what do we want to teach our kids? Mm-hmm. Do we do that? Is that something that happens naturally? Um, We definitely decided in the very beginning of our marriage, it's just not going to be us. It's not going to be about me only. It's got to be God, obviously. Then definitely Brian. Brian's my number two. Mm. Um, And then my kids. And I want my kids to understand Brian is always going to be ahead of them. That's good because I feel like a lot of people have that backwards. And I yeah. get it because kids require a lot, especially when yeah. they're young. Mm. What really changed, I think, for me as a mom, I was involved in a really cool early on with a newborn and um, moms and more kind of situation. And I learned so many fascinating things from people who are so far ahead of mm-hmm. me, like you and your husband are on the same team. They gave me this really cool advice that I was, I can't wait to come home and tell Brian about. And of course, Maylee is an infant. 
But I came home and I said, Brian, the most fascinating thing. Well, we start disciplining our kid. Um, they said, let Brian also in on this and say, for instance, if Maylee is uh, you know, being disrespectful or saying things that she should not say or how she says it or whatever, let Brian say, that is my wife. You do not talk to her right. that way. Yes. I love that. I do too. And I remember that was just such a profound statement mm-hmm. in me just learning how, you know, it sounds selfish, but honestly, that's the way it needs to be designed. No, I like it. And um, for Brian to definitely jump in mm-hmm. and be that leader that I was learning that he was, but teaching Maylee, you know, that's my wife. You can't talk to her like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was pretty profound. I didn't want to be their friend. I made sure that I kept that in the forefront. I have plenty of time to be their mm-hmm. friend down the road. Now is not that time. Mm-hmm. You're the parent. I'm the parent, and they need me as a parent. Right. Um, so true. But it's also amazing to see now that you all are friends. Like, your children long to come home to oh, you. And I love And that. I love seeing that. I follow Maylee on Instagram, and she's always like, we get to go home. <laughs> we go to the barn. Like, it's so amazing to know that you did mm-hmm. start off as, hey, I'm a mom. But because you did have everything in order and in alignment, now you are friends friends Mm -hmm. when she needs you the most. That's what I love. I love the season that we're in. The little season is very hard. It is tiresome. Mm -hmm. It is, gosh, you wonder really, is this ever going to end? And I sadly, just that flesh crept in and was like, I cannot wait until they are 18. And I remember saying it. And of course, obviously we're past that point. (laughs) But I remember in their teen years, me saying that. And thinking, oh, my gosh, I only have six more years at home with them, basically. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, three more years. And, I mean, the countdown was on Mm -hmm. quickly. And so the regret of saying that. But I encourage you, as you're walking through it, we all have walked through that. And even though I was the terrible human being that said it, you know, you may be thinking it. And that's okay. And because God still loves us no matter what. But that was my flesh. And I was, at the time, allowing my flesh to win. Well, we're always on call as moms. Woo, and so yeah. it, it's so wonderfully exhausting. But it is, I think it is. it's natural. It is. And then the other point was just to make sure that you and your partner, in my case, obviously was Brian, we are always on the same team. I never wanted my kids to see this tug of war mm-hmm. or use him to get to me or vice versa. That was just not going to be allowed. Mm -hmm. And so he and I were on the same team. So then going into like, say for instance, the teen years, people really always said to me, oh my gosh, do you not dread the teen years? And I guess with two girls. And I just remember to quickly say, no, I don't dread the teen years. My gosh. I mean, I'm excited about them. I'm excited to set them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and by doing that, set them up for they will fail <laughs> and that's OK. Communication. Oh, my goodness. Like we would have major communication time. Talk it out. What are your what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Let's talk about what your personalities are. They're all evolving. Mm-hmm. And so we would definitely go through that. I remember a very cool time in disciplining one of my teens was let me just fill you in on something. I have never gotten to raise a teen Mm -hmm. like you. I've Mm -hmm. never. This is new for me. 
equally as you have never been a teen mm. in your life. Right. And so we are on the same page. I love that. We're doing this together. We're going to screw up, but we're going to love each other through it. We're going to talk it out. We're not going to hide things from each other. I don't like you today. That's okay. <laughs> you know, we had plenty of moments like that. So anyway, moving from teen into now what I like to call um, my adult children, <laughs> you know, is very different. This is a new season for me and Brian, too. Um, Maylee's gotten to be a, an adult, you know, per age 18 to now 22 almost, but what, three years. And I'm still trying to figure that out. But now I'm trying to figure it out now that she's married. Mm-hmm. That's new too. I'm sharing holidays. I'm, you know, I mean, this is just a new season. The only thing constant is change, right? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. Keeps on moving. It's always evolving. And so with Maddie, she's still at home working, obviously, full time. But Maddie's smart, you guys. Maddie's like, hey, I'm saving my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if my mom and dad are cool with me still being at home and um, while I work, I'm cool with it too. Mm-hmm. She's not dumb. Yeah. So that's always evolving. But like after this Christmas, it was my first Christmas um, with Maylee being married. I didn't get to spend Christmas with her um, as far as the day of. Mm -hmm. But the intentionality was still there. We were like, you know what? Let's just do Christmas two days prior to your travel. So we did. We got to wear our PJs that, you know, I always do every year with them. You know, I think that's smart. Christmas morning for her was a little different, but we made it very purposeful and, mm-hmm. and what she's used to and introduced Jacob into all of our traditions. And <laughs> so it was it. really cool. That's so good though. And for all of us being in ministry, I think there are often times whenever we have to do things on a different day, like that's right. Easter, there's so much going on, a million services. Yep. And so, you know, if we're going to have a Easter lunch or something, well, we can do it the day before and that's yeah. okay. And Mother's Day for sure. Yeah. Because we're obviously always wanting to be at church. I mean, Mother's Day is a big day. Right. But you're not um, necessarily getting yeah. celebrated. No. No. <laughs> no. No. But I hope I don't sound bitter. <laughs> no, we're not actually. Yeah. No. no, I'm just kidding. I'm thinking today was Mother's Day. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Uh, But anyway, one thing I do want to say is with Maylee, because we live an hour and a half apart, God was definitely working in me to create time with her. And what does that look like? Maylee loves quality time as well as I do. And so I told her in January, um, we did a fast. And um, one of the things God revealed to me was, you know what, Mel, you can control how much time you can put in with your daughter by the fact of pursuing her in ways that it's new. This is also new, but you can still extend that intentional purpose of being her mom and being her friend at the same time. And what does that look like? Well, we came up with once a month, I am going to come to you. We're going to do something together. Um, It doesn't have to be rainbows and unicorns. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, this past time it was I came up there, hour and a half drive, which is nothing. We went and ate lunch. We walked around. We went and watched a documentary together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so simple. But yeah. it was hanging out just time together. and being together. Same thing with Maddie. So the last thing I want to also point out is Brian and I never stopped dating. Mm. And I instilled that in my children to the point of 
don't ever question if dad and I are going out on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday or a Friday, whatever. Don't ever question that. Dad and I need that. He is my priority over you guys for sure. As harsh as that sounds, but he and I need to work always on pursuing one another. But it gives them such security. Oh my gosh. So they never asked. It was never a question. Um, you know, what are we going to eat for dinner? Well, y'all figure it out. Mm. I mean, that's just y'all are capable. This is why I, you know, you probably told them that when they were two, didn't you? (laughs) You're fine. Fix your own mac and cheese. Well, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I I think it's awesome to see that because when you see who Maylee chose as a spouse Mm. and you see the way that he loves her, I do think that has a lot to do with watching how Brian loved you. Oh my gosh. Every time Brian introduces you, he introduces you as his smoking hot wife. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Set some high standards. Yes, he does. And it's Mm. been great to watch that because we do know it's very intentional. And I can see that in how how Maylee and her her marriage is right now. Oh yeah. When you look at them now, it seems like it happened overnight, mm-hmm. who they became, but they're forever in their Bible. They're forever living a life as a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. What were some of the little things in the younger years that you did to help, like you mentioned before, set them up? Mm. We definitely were, I think, honest. We would talk about you know, what we were struggling with, Brian and I, to them, to the point of... Um, Age appropriate. Age appropriate. Right. Obviously. But we were just honest about it. Like, for instance, if I was struggling with a situation that they do not need to be involved in, obviously, that is not going to be discussed. However, if it was something that I feel like my kids could learn from by a failure of my own or um, learning how to be in your means, below your means, you know, like when the whole iPhone, everybody has an iPhone. Y'all, we've all gone through that with the kids. Of, but everyone has it. Shouldn't I have one? And we went through that. We're there right now. Holly has, I feel like most of her friends have yes. a phone. She doesn't have a phone. Absolutely. And I'm like, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember the phrase would always be, you know what? I know you want that iPhone. And to be really honest, it would be really cool. But we are not of this world. If your dad and I have chosen for right now to not, you know, have an iPhone or whatever, here's the reasons we did share with them. You know, here's our reasons. I don't want them to wonder, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm talking about with honesty. Like sharing the why behind the why. Yes, you always do because I'm that person. I want to know the why behind the why. Totally. I am and totally that yes. person. And so I just thought it was very important to get them to understand that. But here's where that took them. We gave Maylee a track phone. That was her first phone. And we controlled the minutes, right? But when we gave it to her, it was a big deal, guys. I mean, it was huge. You would have thought she had the new, you know, 11 or something. But um, I don't know what a track phone is. Oh, well, they still Excuse sell me, them. Jen. <laughs> what is a track phone? I'm oh, not trying to be. This might be something. Listen, I didn't get my first cell phone until I went to college. So oh, don't yes. say me like I'm all high and mighty my over mom here. was trying to control my phone in college. Oh, yes, she was. <laughs> yes, she was. <laughs> I know times are different. But so what's a track so phone? So you can still get them. You can Just get them. It's a very simple um, phone that you put the minutes on that they are allowed. Okay. I need you, to get one of these. Yes, you, know, you do. Up. It was a big deal. <laughs> but they at least had it, number one, obvious reason, safety, if, if I need to get them or whatever. Sure. Um, but it was just a bigger deal to them. And then just uh, talking about some things that we um, walked through. And I'm not proud of it, but I was probably pretty judgy 
when it came to parenting, because I would see how other children would act and behave or treat my kids on playtime or something. But I remember going through that phase of asking for forgiveness for even acting like that because your kids still are over here acting up, you right. know? And right. they can humble you real fast. They can. Yes. They can humble us yes. over a moment. But yeah, does that, does that help at all? Does that, is oh, that, like that good? That's yes. So good. So good. I do yeah. have one quick question. Earlier, you talked about how Brian and you, you always wanted to be on the same team and not fight against each other. So when you disagreed on something, whether it was parenting or whatever, was mm-hmm. that just done like behind closed doors? Oh yeah. Like we're going to figure this out, but then in front of them, we're going to be on the same team. Right. So I'm known for giving the male look, Brian calls it. And there were t- marks that we missed at times sure. and I'm not a perfect parent, but We did want to strive on, okay, what he's saying right now is boiling me. Mm -hmm. And so we're (laughs) going to have to talk this one. Let me go ahead and make that note. And so I remember going through all of that, even to, you know, when Maddie graduated. I mean, there were still those times where you just need to sit down and talk it out. Yeah. And there were heated moments. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether I was right, he was right, whoever was wrong, we had to talk it out to be on the same team and then come together as that team. Here's our resolution to this or whatever. So that's kind of how we would handle mostly. Yeah. 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 I like it. So um, this is the messy table. And every time we have someone on, it's always to talk about a time where life did get a little messy. Have you ever experience a time when life was messy um, that you can think of and share with us? Well, um, yes, a time or two. <laughs> just a few. If, if I can just go back, it was like 2011. I remember Brian was involved with a worship team. We were always with a church in some facet, just church planning or, you know, being um, college leaders or something. And at this point, we were so happy. We were living our best lives, we thought. Um, and you were in Arkansas at this We were point? in Arkansas, okay. yeah. And was he in banking? He was in banking, had started out as a teller, as a little, you know, 18-year-old and worked himself up that corporate ladder, so they call it. And, um, you know, we were doing fine uh, to the point of he wasn't very passionate about his role. Let me just be honest with that. But in 2011, I had definitely started sensing this movement that God was kind of guiding us into a new direction. What does that look like? I had no clue, but I felt very clear. God was saying, but I'm going to have to remove you from what you're doing right now to see what it is that I'm doing. And I told Brian and he was reluctant. In fact, he was kind of kicking and screaming. I mean, he was like, Mel, I am in a band. We are happy. The kids are with what we call family. Um, and when you say band, what kind? Like so a, Brian was in a worship band. Okay. And he played the bass and had been in it for like 12 years. And we did weekends. We did okay. weekdays. I mean, it was a lot. Um, but those were the friends that also became family to us. And so that's who we kind of, we did the church plant together in Little Rock. And we're still very close friends today. But we had to make a decision. And we hurt feelings doing it. We didn't even have the answers. We were like, I'm sorry to hurt your feelings, but here's what God is saying. We're having to step away. We need to, as a family, come together and just focus on what it it is exactly God's wanting us to do. So that's what we did. My kids were confused. (laughs) We were confused. But in that time, God was really clear, crystal clear. 
to the tune of Brian. And I decided, you know what? We haven't gotten away in a while. Let's go ahead and head like to a close place, not too far. Where do we go? We wound up from um, just a short drive, I think four hour drive. We drive into Oklahoma City. We had heard of this guy named Craig Rochelle. We had done, you know, some Bible studies before. We had led colleges through some books. And anyway, we were like, well, let's just go see him. He's only a four hour, you know, drive. So we did. Fell in love literally at the one service that we went to. With Craig or with, with the church? Craig and the church <laughs> and the music Both. and the people. And so anyway, the list went on. Well, as we were walking out, we had talked to the campus pastor and got to visit with him. And in a short four-minute discussion, it was basically, so have you ever thought about going into ministry full-time? And Brian and I literally froze. We froze in our steps. And the answer was, yeah, I mean, we're actually doing ministry, but full-time? No, we, we're open to it, though. Well, instantly... He and I just kind of were, were thinking, well, let's just go back in the morning. So we went back for a second time. Oh, we were so excited to be at Life Church again. We loved everything. But on our way home, he and I decided pretty quickly that it was, okay, God, let's just, here we are, wherever and whenever, just take us. What a bold prayer, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was one of our dangerous prayers. If I'm being honest with Pastor Craig's book that recently came out, I'm thinking that was a dangerous prayer for us and scary. And it was loaded. It was like a gun. And what was that going to look like? Mm -hmm. So fast forward, Brian wound up applying, which I had to encourage him to because he was sitting there going, Mel, I'm a banker from Arkansas. (laughs) What are they going to do with me? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, well, you know what, babe? If Peter got out of that boat and took that step towards Jesus, mm. I think you can do this. Come on. Yes. And that is exactly yeah. what took place. And mm-hmm. so yes. he did. He applied. Um, We're all just ordinary people. That's We're exactly serving an right. extraordinary God. And God equips the ill-equipped, right? Yes. And so Brian applied. Two weeks later, Brian was on an interview over the you know phone or whatever. And then it was about a month later, he and I were on a plane headed back to interview. So... What does that lead us to? Mm -hmm. Well, it moved us. It moved us out of our comfort zone. It moved us out of my home because that was my office, so to speak. And I ran our household, right, as far as the daily everything. And I've always been a stay-at-home mom with the girls. And it rocked our world. But we were so driven and so excited of what was to come. God, you're the one taking us. Take us. But we're just going to enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really what it was. So it took us 19 hours away. And that is where I went and met Latanya, which was in our Wellington location. Our address was West Palm Beach. And I'm thinking, I mean, guys, you're really struggling. We are living <laughs> where people vacation. I mean, Jesus come on. lives here. I mean, snowbirds love this area, right? 
um, the girls were excited. They were excited. Close to the beach. They were. And let me just go yes, ahead and remind you. the beach. The only time I've ever been to the beach is when the heels <laughs> would drag us to the beach. <laughs> That's exactly crazy. right. And I we did drag her. Every day. Every time. We dragged her. I also, they also injured me. Do you but not that's like a whole nother story. What is wrong with you? I do like the beach. It's just like my hair gets frizzy because oh, of the wind and the water. Put on a hat. You're fine. <laughs> oh, if I had time, I'd tell you a story about her hair. But anyway, I remember leaving our home in Arkansas that we thought was our forever home. We had built it. My best friend lived next door. And then I mean, we prayed whenever. And we prayed whenever. So... Wherever. We're the, we're the goobers, right? We're thinking, what? In that moment, we were all packed up. I looked out the window in the room of Maddie's that was empty. And, you know, all those dreams that took us to just this house was so, you know, it was just surfacing. So my emotions were building. But I remember the biggest fear that I had. And it wasn't moving. It was, God, where are my kids going to put their head down once I get there? We had zero idea. So you loaded up the U-Haul and drove not knowing where you were going? That's exactly what it was. We knew our goal was going to be Wellington. And the backstory of that is we had our home for sale. Mm-hmm. It was a brand new subdivision. So everyone was building. So selling at the time was not easy. And where that led us was on a journey of bouncing. Um we get there to strangers, right? And the only people we, quote, know are the pastors. And um, they were like, well, we're going to be gone on vacation for two weeks. Why don't you stay at our house? And we're like, okay, sure. I mean, we'll treat it like a vacation right now, but this is going to get old really quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we put our stuff in a storage unit and, uh, you know, the fun kind of began. However, you know, in the back of my mind, I was going, okay, well, God, you've called us here. Are we going to wind up landing in a in a permanent kind of situation? Well, that answer <laughs> that would be nice, <laughs> right? I'm not asking for much, right? That answer, little did I know, then was the journey we were going to be on, and in that journey, faith. Oh my gosh, faith was what we were being taught and my children were being taught. And to be honest, uh, we did bounce several homes, several strangers, several everything. Um, there was fear that crept in. There was doubt. Yeah. I was going to ask, Are did you ever seriously, wonder, did yes. we hear you right, God? Yes. Your flesh immediately thinks, okay, but you answered that calling. So shouldn't it be easy at this point? That is so naive. To think that you deserve that, first of all. Right. And then secondly, we knew God was going to be teaching us through mm-hmm. this. We just had no idea how much. And if I had known how much, you guys, I would have been chicken, to be honest. But so many amazing things occurred, but so many scary things happened as well. And in that was, one, we couldn't sell our home. Because of that, we could not find a rental to afford plus paying for our home in Arkansas. So we kept house hopping basically. Um, we came to a point, it was like six months in while there, I couldn't get mainly registered at a school because we did not have a permanent address. We felt like we were um, like, are we not from the U S is this <laughs> what's happening? You know, we pay a mortgage, you know I mean? We pay taxes. Why is this not happening? 
And so we had to deal with that in a crazy way. But also it came to the point of my realtor called and said, hey, we found a buyer. And of course, we're excited. And you guys, it came down to the day of closing, they back out. And so everything changes again. So we wound up, as LaTanya reminded me recently, she's she's like, Mel, didn't you fire that realtor? I said, yeah, I fired that realtor. And um, God, through an amazing timing, I wound up flying back to our hometown in Arkansas one weekend and um, wound up finding a buyer. You and got it sold, basically. I got it sold, is you happened. guys. That is Mel, though. <laughs> Mel is a closer. I'm she a is closer. a closer. You're so funny. I definitely was excited to get that done. Um, but we definitely got to finally feel like a family. We got to move in finally to a home. But before I kind of go into that, I remember this one moment and you're dealing with fear and frustration and doubt and all those things. But I, I definitely knew one thing. God called us to this. It is not going to be easy, but buck up. Mm-hmm. This is for him. And God is going to use this journey for his good. And I remember walking into church one day to serve and a volunteer was there. I don't, I don't even know how she knew my story kind of going on, but she did enough to come up to me and just say, so Mel, do you ever wonder, like, was it God? Was it God that called you to do this? Because of the bumps? Because everything's not falling into place for you guys. Like, you don't even have a place for your kids. And I remember that moment like it was yesterday. In that moment, to be quite honest, I kind of reverted back to my day of, I think I just want to take her jugular out. But <laughs> but thank God was not what was acted on. for me to ask that question. It's not okay for yes. you to ask that. And to be honest, I thought, man, this is a really good learning experience. Of what but, not to say? <laughs> yes. No. Of how am I going to handle this? Mm. And y'all, I got angry. I got so angry. But it wasn't because of my situation. I got angry because I thought, how could you discount what God has called us to do. Mm. And I don't have to take up for God, (laughs) but I felt like in that moment, I wanted to take up for God. And so I I walked away because that was the kindest thing to do in the moment. And then later got in the car and cried, right? But God definitely brought us there. I'm impressed by the provision God brought along the way. Like, so you can't stay in a rental. You can't Mm. buy a home. Mm -mm. But you said you stayed in how many different places? There were nine homes. And were they just people from the church? Complete strangers from our church. That's amazing, Mel. Yeah. It is. I'm sure at the time it was like. It is now. (laughs) Right. But you're right. And these people to me, I learned later, was like, Mel, y'all were the first people we've ever let do anything like that. Like God was doing something within them to open their home to complete strangers and trust whatever it is God was doing. Mm -hmm. And that is the full circle, right? It just all comes together how God is just, he's in every single part that was moving. But um, we do that and we get in the home. What, nine months later, we finally get in a rental and God was like, hey, um, you seem so. too comfortable. <laughs> Seems like this is really going well for you. Yeah, he did. And he gave me a whisper. Before you move into that, I wanted to say, like, as I'm listening to your story, all I hear is a lot of journey. 
Mm. a lot of journey. Mm -hmm. And I think about Joshua and I think it's like Joshua one and nine, but it says to keep the word of God on your lips, Mm -hmm. but be strong and courageous. And he's telling this to Joshua and immediately Joshua's obedient. But after he's obedient, he's gathering the people and he's gathering everything he needs to gather. God tells him to wait three days. Mm. And it's like in that waiting period, you become the woman God has called you to be. So I do hear that you've moved all over Florida Mm -hmm. and I got to witness that, Mm -hmm. but I also got to witness you become a different woman. Now, Mel, whenever you started, you were an amazing mom, you're amazing wife, nothing has changed there, but who do you think God turned you into through that process? Mm -hmm. Mm. So a lot was occurring within me. It literally rocked my world, taking me from my comfort um, not giving my children a home that they can call home. And then what was that doing within me was I literally fully surrendering, mm. surrendering daily. Everything was out of our control. Right. There was nothing, nothing that we got to control. But yet we got to say, but God is still in this. He is not going to leave us. Mm-mm. He has called us to this. And I, and just hearing us say it was like almost like me buying into it again. Because let me tell you, the enemy was taking my, my breath away. Mm-hmm. We need to remind ourselves these things. Always. And then just knowing that we weren't alone. Even though we were there, there was zero family, zero everything, zero knowing anything, a doctor even for that matter. We were not alone. And so what it has brought me was closer to the word, closer to the vine, being okay with not being comfortable. Mm. I literally had to relinquish all control. And then I had to let it be known. Mm. I had to tell Brian, this sucks right now, but I know that I'm okay with it. And that is something that didn't happen overnight. It Mm -hmm. happened in about a year, I was finally able to say, it's okay. It's profound though. <laughs> it is a profound this moment. Sucks, but I'm going to be okay with it. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be okay in the suck. <laughs> and I know that sounds awful, but realistically, man, it was a lot of pain. And I missed, I. it's not that I missed the person that we moved from. I missed the normalcy. Sure. I longed for normalcy. Go to your normal grocery store and drop by and see your normal friends. That's exactly right. And so I definitely desired to be still for a moment. But in that stillness, that's when God whispered to me and said, as you're sitting here, we got you in a rental. You're good. Or I got you in a rental. You're good. But guess what? Don't plant your roots deep here. Hmm. Mainly and Maddie are not going to actually graduate in Florida. And I remember thinking, hold up, (laughs) because of course you don't know what that means. And you're just sitting there going, what? We just got here. So you didn't stay long-term. We did not stay long-term. It was about four months-ish later that we get a call that was an opportunity to move to now from West Palm Beach, Wellington area to Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I had to go look up where the world <laughs> is Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Um, well, come to find out, Latanya and Kinvon was from Oklahoma. So I got to learn a lot about that. 
But just knowing that it was really close to Arkansas was kind of cool too. But we were okay with that because if y'all remember in the beginning, it was God wherever and whenever. Just because we landed in Florida does not mean that God is done with that. So we learned really quickly after 17 months of living in Florida, we actually moved again. And this was our, what, third state in two years. Hmm. And I was angry because whenever Ken Vaughn and I went to go on our visit to Wellington, I remember um, it was the worst trip Ken Vaughn and I had ever taken because he was like, we're supposed to be here. He's just key keying and laughing with the staff in Florida. (laughs) And my husband's not a key key laughter. I'm like, I don't know why you're getting close to these people. We need to go home. Yes. And then we get home and he's like, babe, don't you feel like you're supposed to be there? I'm like, absolutely not. We're not going to Florida. So he turns down the job in Florida. And then I literally 24 hours later, I am on the floor of my living room. So this is your fault. This is all my fault. Yes, it is. I'm on the Don't let her tell you otherwise. And I'm like, God told me we're supposed to know the hills. We're supposed to know the hills. I'm like crying after my husband already turned the job down, right? Yep. So we go. I meet the hills. We're in love with the hills. And I'm pregnant when she decides to pull this stunt to move. That's right. So we're at her house and they're packing up. And I'm like, I thought we were supposed to know the hills. And they're just like packing up and leaving us. We still knew them. We at that point, at that point you so had each other. Yes. Angry. I was like, this chick is always trying to hear from the Lord. <laughs> it was it was hard. It was funny though, too, because I remember telling our girls as they're crying, leaving friends from Arkansas. I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss them, which they did. Then they go in Florida. They get friends. God places the right people in their, in their lives. And then they cried again. I'm going to miss them. Then we get to Oklahoma. Same thing. God puts the friends literally right where they need them and when. And so mm-hmm. that was also with Ken Von and LaTanya. How God works is really, of course, amazing. And what, two months after we moved to Oklahoma, Guess who moves? Ken Von and Latanya. That's right. right. Yeah, they moved back to Oklahoma. And the week that we moved, Maddie was running cross country the first weekend for the school she wound up going to, which was just so incredibly amazing. It was literally like it started so rough when we went to Florida to where when we got here, um, God was like, okay, I guess he said, I'm going to lighten it up just a little bit. <laughs> so he wound up literally landing us into this incredible community. The school was amazing. The kids loved it. The church obviously was just amazing. We fell in love with our community so instantly. Um, so and anyway, now you all lead the Broken Arrow Campus and you have been for quite a while. Yeah, it'll be almost seven years coming up. Wow. So yeah, it's a really cool deal. So now we're here in Broken Arrow and loving it so much. It's so cool to see you because everything is stable now. And I remember talking to you in Florida and one thing you've always wanted to provide for your children stability. That's exactly right. And I think it's awesome to see God shake that, what you thought you wanted Mm -hmm. and showing what stability really means. And that's just trust and faith in him. That's exactly right. But then I also have seen your daughters grow through that and you've kind of gotten them to the point where they're 
they're gone. They're on their own journeys now. They are. They are. And I remember when um, I said to you, your babies are graduating. How do you feel? You said, girl, I'm excited. <laughs> Me and Brian just had the time of our lives. Yes. And I was just like, wow, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I also remember that small period where you were like, I've been a mom and mm. I've, I've given my life to being a mother. And I feel like God has stirred me to start something, something new. new. That's exactly so what right. was that something yeah. new? So the something new was it had nothing to do with mine and Brian's, you know, journey as far as in our marriage. It was Mel. And God was very clear after, let me just be honest, years of praying for my next step. Um, clarity. What is that going to look like? Fear, because I was scared to death. I only knew, I thought, how to be a mom. And that was it. So then we, you know, fast forward, we go on to a spring break. Um, but on our way back home, we wound up, everybody was chilling. Everybody had, you know, music in their ears. It was quiet. I was sitting there looking out the window and I was praying to God. And all I was looking at was farmland and just a beautiful scene, really. And God said, okay, here we go. He then definitely was clear then to share with me that, girl, you're about to open a venue. You know how you love marriage couples and you love coaching and and all those things? Well, guess what? You're going to do weddings. Mm -hmm. You're going to do marriage coaching. You're going to get to do all these things. And I'm going to go ahead and give you a name. It's going to be called the Barn on the Hill. Yeah. It's kind of cool how that worked out. But to be honest, thanks, Jen. You're welcome. (laughs) Right home for us. Yes. Mel Hill. Hill. Uh, When I share this with my family, Brian goes, oh my gosh, awesome. We've been praying, blah, blah, blah. Mel, we live in Oklahoma. What hill? At least you didn't say mountain. Because <laughs> that would have been big again. That'd be bad. <laughs> Y'all, that'd be bad. So the quest was beginning, basically. And so I was, and I don't want to just scathe over that. Y'all, he answered my prayer. Mm. I was so fearful of what was I going to be after a stay-at-home mom. Mm. I want to break this down. Were these thoughts just coming into your mind? Did you hear the audible voice of God? Okay, so... With that moment specifically, I did hear him. I heard him in a whisper. Mm -hmm. I heard him in a calm, peaceful whisper. Mm. And I could tell it was just me and him. I've only gotten to to really hear him just a few times, a handful of times, that clearly, to be honest. But dang, this was definitely one of those moments where I was just like, (gasps) and so I instantly wrote it down on my phone because I never want to forget that moment. Mm. So in sharing it with my husband, we decided then and there, right. I mean, we had owned a home at this point um, in Broken Arrow. We put it up for sale. It wasn't near of a hassle as our other one in Arkansas, but we wound up selling it, moved into an apartment, which I was actually fine with. I was like, yes, no worrying Not about anything, <laughs> really. Um, while we found this place, what was that going to look like? So did I have all the answers? Did I know how to open a business? Absolutely not. Did I even know where this was going to be? No. Through about three offers that we put in, we tried to keep it pretty close to our campus. Didn't work out. Again, he shows me to expand my comfortability. And 
we did find a location. And of course, God, in his own amazing way, brought us to a location where we're on our way. We're looking at it. And what caught my eye online was it said picturesque views. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. You know, we live in Oklahoma. There's not many hills, you know. And so we get there. And just before we get to the driveway, you top a hill. And Brian and I look up. And according to our maps, what we were looking at was the house on a hill that was 12, 1300 whatever feet up high. And I thought, oh, Brian, this is, this is the house we're looking at. Mm. We really did gasp. We were just shocked. And so again, just seeing that all unfold. But it was not too far from yes. your community where Brian could still exactly. pass Daily. It's a 35 minute drive basically. Right. Um, so yeah, the barn on a hill is active. We opened it 2018. Guess who got to be our very first wedding it was my daughter. Yeah. And so little did we know what God was planning. And Jacob and Maylie got to be our first wedding out there just last year. Now, was the barn already there or did you build it? So the barn was there. We've just... You revamped it. Yeah. yeah. And and it's still a work of progress. And guys, the bumps are still there. Sure. We have encountered several bumps. It's beautiful, I literally though. can't just put a bow on top of this story without being so honest. We, we get there... And in the first year, y'all, Brian burned his arm. He had almost a third degree burn. That's crazy. He was city boy learning how to be a country boy <laughs> overnight. And, and trying literally, to burn a brush pile. Is that yes, what it was? trying yeah. to burn a brush pile. Definitely crazy, scary. And then also something you're not expecting, but in country life, if you're not on city water, you're on another form of water. Mm-hmm. Um we ran into a terrible financial struggle with figuring out how in the world to get rid of the water source that we had, which was through a pond, to gaining water sources from our um, city water. So anyway, all of that occurred. It was a definite bump in the road. But again, God is definitely not leaving us through mm-hmm. all of that. So that's basically the story about the barn on a hill. Well, it's interesting because we know that, like Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And what I hear in your story is tons of stepping out in faith over mm. and over again, knowing, God, you are not going to leave us. You are going to go before us. Like, even if we're yes. missing it, you're going to straighten out that path. And I think that's just so inspiring because I think often, at least for me, I want to know the path ahead of me to know this is where you're taking me to right. make sure that I'm on the right path. Correct. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. get it wrong. Whenever really he calls us to step out in faith, which is what you did coming into ministry. It's what you did with the barn on the hill. Mm -hmm. But we also know it's not easy. It takes faith to uproot your family. It takes faith to keep planting seeds in our children. Mm -hmm. It takes faith to chase those dreams. Mm -hmm. So I guess just throughout the years, what has God revealed to you about his character through all of this? Mm -hmm. Saying those prayers out loud, it's a bold step. But my faith and trust in him has moved literally in ways that I could have never taught my children had we not walked through that. Um, They weren't relying on us. They learned how to rely on God. Same here. And so when I finally learned that literally, you guys, I had to throw my hands up and surrender and just vulnerably, I can't do it. 
I am yours. My family is yours. My journey is yours. And I'm just here to be used. Sorry. It's powerful. God brings us all to that place. Yeah. But it's to that point where everything is okay. Only because I am walking next to him. Mm -hmm. So I guess for me is also, you know, being more intentional about being in the word. Music is a big deal to our family. Um, Music for us (laughs) during all of that. And to now is just powerful. Worship, we definitely listen to a ton of worship. When you don't have things that you're in control of, my question is, what in the world do you cling to? And if if there's not anything, man, just try this. I promise. Just cling to the Lord. He is with you. He is walking ahead of you. He already knows what's coming. And then trusting, man, my trust grew so exponential. And so it's brought my my marriage to a place of a new place of trust. It's given us a new sense of hope. And then doubt, man, I don't doubt any circumstance Mm. because I know that there is a reason for everything and a timing for everything. Mm. And yeah, bumps are promised. And we so, just talked about this. Oh, really? In this world, we will have trials, but take heart. Yes. And that's exactly what you've done. And <sighs> it's been an honor to walk next to you and see you mm. overcome and take heart time and time again. Thank mm. you. I will say, I, I just want you to remember, guys, just pray your bold prayers. Then, oh my goodness, here you go. Listen. Listen, don't take your steps unless you have been listening, unless you've been praying. So practical question. There were times that I hear that you were needing to wait on God. And then there were times that you were needing to step out in faith, believing that he was going with you no matter what. Yeah. And so how do you discern when to wait and Mm -hmm. when to go? Well, I, I am 44 years old. I feel like, man, I hope that I'm a little wiser at this point, you know, but I do recall, I can tell you probably nine out of 10 times when I jumped instead of waiting, Mm. you know what I mean? But I am just to that place of Lord, if it is not of you, God, I don't want anything to do with it. Stop, stop our steps Mm -hmm. right now. And I will just boldly claim what he wants and desires in us for us to be what I want. I don't want to walk anywhere else. That's good. I don't want to take one step forward. And to be close enough to him where we can hear that whisper, like you talked about earlier. Exactly. But another thing that Pastor Craig said that has always stuck in my head at the right time, of course, was um, to step toward your destiny. You might have to step away from your security. And hope. I had to definitely trust. I had to pray. I had to cling to the vine because there were days I literally had nothing else. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely just have to be bold in prayer. That's good. You are amazing, Mel. Thanks. Mel, Mel. Mel, Mel, Mel. What resources 
would you tell us that, like, especially me, you know, Mm -hmm. the stage I am in motherhood or just as I'm going through situations and trying to build my faith and my trust that God can and will, you know, go before me, what resources do you have for us? Yes, ma'am. So right now I'm in a book from Lisa Turkhurst, dear God, she's so amazing, called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. And it has, man, I was telling Jen earlier, it has wrecked me. I can't even get out of chapter two. But one thing that she definitely just struck a chord with me was she, and I'll quote her, is, if I want his promises, I have to trust his process. Mm. (laughs) And guys, for us control freaks, (laughs) that just stressed me all the way. Yes, it wrecked me. And I even wrote, I put busted, you know, in my notes in her book. And then one of the sentences lastly was, what if disappointment is really the exact appointment your soul needs to radically encounter God? Okay. Okay, sister. Every time. Every time. So, yeah, her story and my story are so different. But, oh, my word. Trouble is trouble. Oh, can can relate to this. And so that is one thing. And then another thing was Seamless Bible Study by Angie Smith. It was really on point, how it would just, for me, just kind of break it down, break down the Bible in just ways that you can, I don't know, grasp it even better and remember and doing it with women was pretty fun. That's something pretty out of my norm as a group where God was calling me to lead that Bible study. And I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. I remember. I trust you. Okay. So we did it. (laughs) And amazing things have come from that. And then also my goodness. So Mark Batterson has a book called The Circle Maker. I will just recommend that to you right now. Mm. Just go get it. And then do everything that it says to do. <laughs> do it all. I Read can't it even and do it. It says itself. Brian so. <laughs> recommended that book to Ken Vaughn like literally maybe like 10 years ago. It feels mm-hmm. like. Absolutely. Yeah. He's genius. So I would recommend that. But also, you know, Pastor Craig has a podcast, his leadership podcast. I love hearing that because it's business minded as well. So I get to gain a lot of wisdom yeah. from that. I use so, it at work. I oh, literally absolutely. like will re-quote him and they'll think I'm so wise. Oh, yeah. You're and like, I don't yeah. have to like... I just say it real profound. Yes. And, he's yeah. just got a good way to summarize. Yeah. It's awesome. Everything he's saying in one sentence. He's just fantastic with that. And um, I think lastly would be, like I said earlier, I am music driven in many ways. And we listen to a lot of, obviously we have new albums called Live Church Worship and Switch but Hillsong United, Bethel Music, Elevation. There's so many those, so amazing good. things. Yes, yeah. yes. You are amazing. And we love you. We love your family. We're so glad that you have just bravely stepped out in faith. And now you're getting to tell us all about it so that we can learn from you. Thank you, Jen. So as we wrap up, will you just give us a final word of encouragement? Just something you really want us all to know and take with us. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, do not be <laughs> fearful. Um, that is not of God. We have to remember that. Don't let fear pause your future. Mm. Just allow him to walk with you as you mess up and as you learn the whole way through. Trust the process. It's going to be okay. It's good. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Love you, Mel. Love Love you guys. Okay, Mel. Well, I 100% needed these words today. 
the reminder that I can trust God, even in the uncertainty, even in the mystery, even when things just don't quite make sense. So Mel just mentioned Lisa Turker's really powerful book, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. I want to point out that Lisa was actually a guest at the Messy Table last year, talking about that exact book and the story that led her to writing it. We'll link that and all the other resources mentioned in the conversation notes where you are welcome to join our email list and be the first to know when a new episode goes live. You can also subscribe for free in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all the usual places. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at The Messy Table Podcast. Last, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but as you know, we try our very best to keep this podcast ad-free and encouragement-focused. So if you're willing to share on social media or leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts, it truly means so much and brings exposure to these incredible women and their valuable stories. So thank you for joining us here. Thank you for taking an extra second of your time to share truth and hope with those who need it most. And hey, as you process and pray through your next steps of faith, don't forget to remember, yes, life is messy, but God is at work in your mess.